0: Mac Power Users, episode 510, the 2019 Holiday Gift Guide. Hello, and welcome back to Mac Power Users. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend and yours, Mr. David Sparks.
1: Mr. Hackett, just the two of us today.
0: Just the two of us. It's the holiday special, which is... Very troubling that it's already here.
1: I know, isn't it? I, I love the idea of listening to this right as you're on your way to Grandma's house for turkey. That's that's my intention. You think that'll work?
0: I think so. You know, a lot of people travel for Thanksgiving here in the states, and we'll we'll be out, you know, on Sunday for those people. And but it's it's an exciting time. We have we have this. Uh, we have our annual developer roundtable coming up, which I'm really looking forward to that. Yep. I've, I've been collecting questions for months. Like, I just have this, yeah. this text document where I keep thinking about things I want to talk about there.
1: And uh, we're going to finish out the year strong. We certainly are. Uh, before we get started, there's one thing I guess we could have included this as a pick. Now that I think about it. But uh, over on the Focus podcast, Mike and I did something really fun this year. Well, we're doing a calendar. You know, because we're focused and we're nerdy. So uh, we combined with the folks at New Year that make those beautiful wall calendars, but Mm -hmm. we made a focused theme wall calendar. And uh, I know that's for a promotion for another podcast, but I thought the MPU audience might dig it too. So we'll put a link in the show notes, but we've got a really cool calendar. You can hang on your wall. It says focused life is about more than cranking widgets and it's got the the full year. And the the reason I like these calendars is because I, I have one now hanging on my wall for 2019. It's not cool like this, but next year it will be. And uh, every time someone calls me to ask me to take on a new gig, I look at that calendar first. It's kind of my, uh, my reality check in my life. So uh, you should check it out. You might want one. It looks really good. All right. uh, Holiday gift guide. A couple things we want to do. First of all, of course, Stephen and I have a bunch of nerdy picks. We got some additional nerdy picks from the audience and uh, we have some other ideas, but, but I thought this year, and uh, Stephen had some really great advice on this. We thought we'd first stop to talk about shopping like a nerd.
0: We have all these tools to make this easier on us, and I thought maybe we could talk about some of them, because most of them are all upside, but there are a few that you know are worth maybe have uh, having a having a keen eye on. So yeah, of course, off the top, my recommendation is is the Wirecutter, which is uh, a production now of the New York Times. They were independent for a long time, where they and I've, I have had friends who've written for the Wirecutter. They go to Product reviewers, people in the field, and basically make picks. And it's electronics, it's household goods, and everything in between. And there's some like wild stuff on Wirecutter. Like there's an article of like the best water bottle. Like of course, of course there is. Yeah. And what I like about it is a lot of blogs. Like I've done this. A lot of blogs just do a roundup of products, but Wirecutter really gets into the hey, we used all of these for six months, and this is what we think about it, and. And they, do, they give you a brief version. And then if you want to read 2,000 words on something, you can do that too. They do second place. They do what I, like an upgrade pick. Like this is what we think is the best water bottle for everybody. But if you want to spend a little bit more or care about this one feature, there's this thing over here that's also really interesting. And I've – I mean I won't lie. Like there are several times where I've been shopping for things and I just do what the wire cutter says and they haven't let me down. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with it, but it is a, a, an excellent resource.
1: Yeah, for me, it's a place I go where I care about something, but I don't want to do the research. Exactly. Um, like the a funny wire cutter is. I recently, my garden hose has just been a mess. You know, in California, because of the sun, the hoses just get wrecked, you know, from the mm-hmm. sun. And I just wanted a good garden hose. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. Where do I go? Wire cutter had the best garden hose. I bought it. I've had it now for like a year. And it is the best garden hose. <laughs> See, it's working. All right. So that, that's a good one. Um, that's a good one also to shop for people because they have lots of good ideas there.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes you may have like an in-law or something that's like, oh, you know, I would like this for a gift. But again, you don't have to do the research. They've done it, which is uh, pretty cool.
1: Although I have to disagree with their, I'm looking at their website right now, Birkenstocks. Uh, they're picking the Birkenstock EVA sandals. I, I cannot wear those sandals socks are not for me.
0: Seems like Cali- Californian, like it would be really for you or really not for you. Oh, yeah. No, no one is mediocre on those sorts of things no, in California. Uh,
1: see, where I live in Orange County, we have a national treasure here, the Rainbow Sandal Company. So if you live in Orange County, you don't wear rainbows, then there, you aren't hooked up right.
0: Right. You fact, run if, out of town.
1: In fact, if you ever get out here and sleep on my couch like you keep threatening to do, I'm going to take you down to the Rainbow Store and get you some, some California sandals.
0: Wow. I am not a sandal person. Yeah. <laughs> At all. I would come home. My wife would be like, what happened to you in California? <laughs> what did David do to you? What,
1: what experiences exactly did you do out there?
0: <laughs> uh, another website that is really helpful uh, in shopping. And, and year, I mean, Wire Cutters year-round. This one's year-round as well. It's called Camel 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 and like like the
1: animal like in yeah. egypt camels and but three of them the, three of them camel 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 so is that six humps or three humps i don't know
0: well the logo they use single hump camels all right so three humps all right that is confusing yes oh i guess camel 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 camel.com is pretty long so yeah. you just went with three
1: i bet it's available though <laughs> <laughs> maybe they own it they should they should own it yeah
0: <laughs> so what this is, it is a price tracker for Amazon. And, you know, we're going to recommend several products. And we're going to have Amazon links in the show notes. Not everybody's comfortable with Amazon. They have some things about the company that, quite frankly, should probably make us all uncomfortable. But the reality is a lot of people do shop on Amazon. I shop on Amazon. I'm an Amazon Prime member. But what Camel Camel, Camel does is you can plug in a, a product and you can set up alerts Camel, Camel, Camel will tell you when that item hits uh, a sale or if it's all-time lowest price. And this is really helpful. Like, for instance, I have a a 1080 television in our den, and I keep threatening that I'm going to upgrade it to like a 4K OLED at some point. That's not something I'm going to do unless the TV dies, or I find something that's an exceptionally good deal. So this is a website that I could plug in, you know, the LG or whatever I'm looking at, and it would tell me, oh, hey, this thing is cheaper than it's ever been. Uh, maybe maybe now's the time. They have browser add-ons and and history charts and all sorts of stuff. And uh, I've used it on and off over the years for a bunch of different things, and it is it is really handy. Yeah, sounds
1: good. Do you have a TV in mind?
0: I like the LG 4Ks. Uh, you know the the OLEDs. Uh, I would want to do OLED, but I, I'm not close enough to having done a ton of research yet. But if I had to buy something today, that's probably the direction I would go.
1: Yeah, see for me TV is something where it's like, all right, I'll just go to Costco. Yeah. And get one that's, you know, in the ballpark. I'm I'm not that picky. And then I'll literally run it until sparks come out of it and it doesn't run anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it. That's how most people are, I think. The track Apple product stock um, website, uh the one you you had picked was Istocknow.com. Explain that. This is
0: useful during those times where there's a new Apple product or maybe in the holidays where something like the new AirPods or the Apple Watch you want may be in and out of stock depending on when you look. And so how this site works is you basically tell it, hey, I'm looking for products. Uh, I'm, fl- I'm clicking through it now. Hey, I want an iPhone uh, 11 Pro. And you have like a map and all sorts of information to tell you uh where it is in stock so for somebody like me in memphis where we only have one apple store within three hours it's not as useful but if you're in a big city we have multiple apple stores this could help you could save you from like going through the app the apple store app and like picking a bunch of different stores and seeing who has and who doesn't you can set alerts up in this and uh it would tell you it is it is more than just apple stuff so they have some other um it's all tech stuff. They have like the switch and some other products in here, but uh, it's helpful if you're trying to to find something that is limited quantities uh, and maybe not even at every store, it can be uh, a useful thing. Uh, Honey. What about honey? So this is a service that basically it has browser plugins and you go to uh, a commerce site and it gives you coupon codes that it, Sources on the internet and say, hey, you can you know if you use this discount code here. A lot of people have used this. They've, I know they have been like podcast sponsors on some like really big podcasts, like not Relay but elsewhere. So it's, it's well known. My sister-in-law was telling me about it the other day, which is actually why I put it in the show notes because she was telling me how she signed up for it. And my immediate response to this was, well, they can just see everything in your browser. So like, yeah, you're you're maybe saving money here and there, but they are like.
1: You're giving them your browser history.
0: Yeah, they're (laughs) sucking up what you're doing in Google Chrome every day. Yeah. So the link in the show notes is specifically to their privacy and security policy. And I read through all of it. And, you know, there's two of us on the show, the one who's not an attorney read it, but it seems like they're pretty clear on what they do and what they don't do. I'm I'm not passing judgment on Honey either way here. I I haven't used it, but anything like this, just be aware of what the trade-offs are. And, you know, Honey is making their business on knowing what you're doing and sharing that to a degree with retailers. Now, they do say they're only tracking what you do while you're on a retailer site that they work with. So if you're on Reddit, Honey says they don't know what you're doing on Reddit. But then if you go to – I'm just making up a company, you know, Williams-Sonoma, and you want to buy a new a new uh, soup pot for your for your mom for Christmas, which is a pretty good Christmas present for a mom, then uh, then they would know what you're doing if they support Honey. So that's kind of where they draw the lines. I just wanted to put it out there because a lot of people have been talking about it. There's other services like it. I think Honey's the most popular. But anytime you're using a service like this that has a browser extension, that has access to what you're doing, it's just important to be, uh, to be aware of what's going on.
1: Yeah, another smart place to shop for Apple gear is the Apple Refurb Store. Which Absolutely. They, they don't make it that easy to find it. It seems like over the years it's become more obscure on their website. Last time I looked for it, you had to scroll all the way to the bottom. But it's there, and there are good deals there. Things are warranted as new. That's the big
0: thing about this. So if you go and you buy, you, know, you go buy a Mac. Say you buy uh, uh, an iMac on this. It's going to have the year limited warranty. You can buy Apple Care on it, and it's they treat it just like just like new. You no, know, it comes in a brown box. You don't get the pretty box. You can't engrave a product uh, like you can the other, yeah, something new. But what I like about this is you can save some serious money, especially if you're willing to go back a generation. Very often they have older machines on here. So like right now, I'm looking uh, at IMAX and they have a couple from like 2017. And the reality is, like this particular 4.2 gigahertz i7 is still a really good computer. And if you want to... S- save some serious money from what it was new, uh, this can be a a good way to do that. They tell you uh, on the pages how much money you're saving. And uh, I have bought several refurbished machines over the years. I have had family and clients all buy from the refurb store. And sometimes you have to wait for exactly what you want. So if you have a very particular set of requirements where I want this MacBook Pro with this much RAM and this much SSD, it may not be there. But they do turn this over pretty often, so you can check back every few days, and what you want will eventually pop up, and then you can order it. You can order it delivered to your house, deliver to a local Apple store. It's a, it's a great way to save money buying a, buying Apple gear.
1: And also, if you you know sometimes just the opposite happens. If you want build to order, you'll go on and you'll find that they have exactly what you want there, and you know it's been checked by somebody if it's in the refurb store some some technician has checked the computer out to make sure it's good it's in the united states already and the build to order builds that they've got available get to you within days as opposed to weeks when you order from china so sometimes you actually get it faster that way
0: people had also brought have brought up in the past the uh, certain credit cards will give you extended warranties or replacement uh, information. I know American Express is one that people often quote. I've never been an Amex customer, so I haven't experienced this, but uh, they do have extended warranty on a lot of purchases or loss replacement if something is uh, damaged, that sort of thing. So that's always something to think about when you're purchasing, especially big items, and you're going to use a credit card. You know, points, cash back, extended warranties, all that stuff uh, can be factors in your in your decision making. Like I know several. <laughs> People, you know, who have gotten an Apple card just to buy a computer and then pay it off and don't ever use it again, right? Because you yeah. get the the higher cash back at the Apple store. So you can play that game a little bit. There are whole like blogs and podcasts out there in the world dedicated to ironing all those details out. But if you're doing big ticket stuff, I think usually it's worth a little research because two percent here or there on something like an iMac Pro or a, a really expensive MacBook Pro. Or a TV, it can it can be real money real quick? And so it's always good, I think, to do a little homework on not only what you buy but how you buy it.
1: Yeah. The um, Did you ever do the Apple Card? Have you? I don't think we nope. were talking. No, me either. I've not. <laughs> I mean, I've got the card for the company. I've got the personal card. I don't want another card. Uh, I don't need another
0: one. And honestly, the only thing I would put on it would be a Mac Pro for the cashback. If if I end up with a Mac Pro. I would need that to be a business purchase, and, like, that's a personal card, and that gets a little funny. So um, I don't have really any real interest in it.
1: I, I love – now, listeners, I want you guys to pay attention to this as we head into next year. Steven is always keeping the door open every time the Mac Pro comes up. Just a yeah. little bit. Just a little bit.
0: The door's open. You know, yeah. it's it's propped open with a with a chrome wheel and <laughs> – <laughs> we'll see what happens A very fancy
1: chrome wheel <laughs> Very. How much do you think the wheels are going to be? Uh, I don't know $300 Okay I, mean, I don't know I I really am That's one of the things I'm really looking forward to Is your struggle when it comes out
0: <laughs> Oh man Talking We're going to ha- this. We're gonna have to have a whole episode of me <laughs> Just going through the configurator
1: <laughs> If you get one Your voice better sound great That's all I'm saying Yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, um all right. Um I, yeah, I, the whole credit card thing. I, that's a whole like you said, there's a whole thing to it. I'm not I'm not there. But let's talk about some picks, man. <laughs> this episode of the Mac Power Users is brought to you by One Password. Go to onepassword.com slash MPU and caps to get twenty percent off your plan. I had to laugh to myself while we were recording this episode because we talked about the wire cutter. And when I went to the Wirecutter website while we were talking about it, they had an article there about the best password managers. And of course, their pick is 1Password for the best password manager. Have you ever heard the saying that you can't have your cake and eat it too? Well, you can when it comes to Internet security and using 1Password. That is, you can have a simple-to-use system that also gives you strong and unique passwords at every website. That's what 1Password does. Once you install it, any website you go to, it'll suggest a complex, hard-to-crack password for you, and it'll save it for you. All you have to do is remember the 1Password to unlock 1Password. That's why they call it 1Password. It works across multiple platforms like Mac and iOS, but also Windows PCs, Chromebooks, Android devices, and major web browsers. I've got to know the team at 1Password over the years, and they are completely obsessive about protecting your security. They use strong encryption practices, and they've built tools in the application to help you make sure that you're as safe as possible. For instance, if you're running the same password at multiple websites, the application can tell you and help you fix that. The Watchtower service also can tell you if any of your common web services have been recently hacked and telling you you should go in and change your password. Don't spend Thanksgiving dinner arguing about politics. Talk to your family about password security. Turn them onto One Password. Use the code from this show to get them a discount and help them make their lives better. To get started, go to OnePassword.com/mpu in all caps. You get a nice discount off your subscription and look like a rock star to your family. Thanks, One Password, for all of your support of the Mac power users. All right. I'm going to start with the the obvious one. It's a new product. I've got a pair of them. I've been running around with them in my years. That's the new AirPods Pro.
0: Okay. It's a nice gift for somebody.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. But there are people in your life that it's worthy of. My sister already bought a pair for my brother-in-law who's, who's on airplanes all the time, and he loves his first-generation AirPods. Uh, the addition, there's a couple things about these new ones. We haven't talked about them on the show because just the way they came out in our production schedule, we we weren't able to do like a real timely coverage of them. But uh, So I've been using them for a week or so. I'm going to write something up at Max Barkey, hopefully before the show publishes. Um, and they're like the AirPods, but they're pro, right? Um, case is a little bigger, but they have rubber tips that conform to the inside of your ear. So people who've had trouble with the first-generation AirPods, they just don't fit their ears. We'll probably find that between the three different sizes, one of them will work here. And they, uh, they've they got smaller stems, so they're not as obvious when you put them in your ears. And another thing I like about these new AirPods is um, the noise-canceling, you know. So uh, I've got this pair of, um, of cans I've had for years, noise-canceling headphones. They're the ones I use when I podcast, although I don't have noise-canceling turned on while I podcast. Um, they can be corded or cordless. They're great. I think I've recommended them in a past gift show, but I the one thing I always hate about them is every time I get on an airplane, how much space they take in my bag. You know, I'm yeah. I really like traveling as light as possible. And uh these Bose cans are they're kind of big. They fold up and they do the best they can to make them small. But but boy, wouldn't it be great if I could have noise canceling earphones in my pocket. So when these came out, I ordered a pair of them. Uh, I've been using them on workouts and walks and just around the house for a week. And in general, I think they're they're quite a bit superior to the standard AirPods with the noise canceling. They've also got um, the way you trigger them rather than tap on your ear is there you just pinch the stem, and it feels like you're pinching, and it it even makes a clicking sound like you're pinching. It's all just fake stuff, right? But it works. And, but I do prefer that user interaction over the tapping on your ear thing you do with the AirPods.
0: Yeah, which um, a lot of people find uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, well, it, it's weird, you know, and you don't f- don't, you know, you feel yourself whacking on your ear. Yeah, <laughs> um, but the, the noise canceling the way they did it is really great because like I take there's different kinds of workouts I do some workouts I do where I'm isolated and it. Doesn't matter. There's you know, there's no cars or you know whatever right. around me. If
0: a, if a car comes through the weight room in the gym, you're going to notice it. Yeah, with exactly. or without The exactly. AirPods in
1: exactly. And and I will say that uh, Orange Theory, as great as it's been for me, I hate universally almost all of the music there. I just <laughs> I, I cannot stand it. And, I don't find that surprising at all. And the um the interesting thing is like you know it's a bunch of suburban you know. I guess I'd say 30 to 60 year olds in there. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that the music they played, not a single person in that room has any of that music on their playlist. But anyway, <laughs> um, I digress. Uh, but the but anyway, so with the noise canceling on, that's pretty nice. Now, when I take uh, outdoor hikes or walks, there are vehicles and bicyclists and other people around. And with this transparency mode, it's great. I mean, it's you can hear... Stuff you know, it's it, it's really uh, quite nice to be able to just reach up to your ear. You just give it a long pinch, and there's two distinct noises. And transparency mode works fine. You can hear cars, you can hear bicyclists, and you're perfectly safe with those things in your ears. It's so obvious that I'm thinking, has anybody else done this before? I mean, I haven't kept up with the earphone technology enough, but like these bows they're either on or they're not on. With these, the transparency mode actually helps.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think some others have. Yeah. I think Apple is probably doing it best of anybody, or the easiest to use.
1: I mean, Apple's yeah. that's sort of their bread and butter. Yeah, it, it's great, and the um, and they've got three different size rubber cups in there, so it'll fit to just about anybody's ears. It took me a while. I'm actually got two different size cups, so my ears apparently are asymmetrical, which is odd, right? Yeah, once I figured it out, it's great. And the way you attach the rubber things, they seat with a click so you know that you've got them on properly. This, you know, Apple, like when Apple's at its best, handles all of the little details really nicely. Um, The case is a little bigger than the AirPods, so that's no fun. I mean, I like the small size of the AirPod case. Um, I'm not sure how everything fits in my life now. I still do like the AirPods. And, like, just sitting in my office, I'm not sure I want to jam the AirPods Pro into my ear every day all the way. Um, So I'm not sure exactly where it all fits. But these are really nice. And if you know somebody that has need of noise canceling and compact size and they've got an iOS device, uh, the AirPods Pro are a nice gift.
0: Uh, I spoke about this on Connected, so there'll be a link in the show notes to that. But I bought the AirPods Pro and they're not they're not for me. uh the noise cancelling is better than anything I've tried. It doesn't make me feel weird like regular noise canceling does, but even with the rubber tips because they sit further in your ear that that sort of kills it for me. I find that very well a physically uncomfortable but also sort of like psychologically uncomfortable in a way that's hard to describe. but the regular airpods fit great in my ears. I mean I've mountain biked with an airpod in like they i don't they don't fall out of my ears. And so the AirPods Pro I bought, uh, my wife quickly adopted it and she loves them. But um, so I, the, my first pick is is regular AirPods. You know, maybe you got that brother-in-law that you know you think would like them, but you don't want to spend the money on the Pro. You can cheap out and get the regular ones. Yeah. But uh, it, I just love, I just love that Apple has taken what is a, I mean, the AirPods are a really good product. Like maybe the best product they've made in a long time from scratch and. They're everywhere. They are a phenomenon in the culture. And to take that from a single product into a range of products is br- is just super smart on their part. Because a lot of people really like the AirPods Pro, including my two, ho- my two co-hosts on Connected. They both really like them. And so it's great that they're, they've moved into this. Uh, but I think in, really, honestly, you could expand this out. Wireless headphones are so great. They're great for working out with. We don't have headphone jacks anymore, blah, blah, blah. It's a great gift for anyone. Uh, the AirPods are the top of the list for both of us.
1: It, it took me a couple of days to get the AirPods Pro fit right, you know, to kind of figure it out. And it was kind of interesting because I was experimenting with it. I was outside and I turned the noise canceling on and the left one from the beginning has had a nice tight fit. No problem. The right one is the one that was a challenge. And at one point I tried a small cup on it just to see if that would work better. And I went out and I turned noise canceling on and I could hear a car coming from my right, but then the car passed me on my left. You know what I mean? Because it's just the right side, the the left side, the seal and the noise canceling was so good. I couldn't hear it, but there was leakage or something on the right side. Um, noise leakage. Boy, that sounds really weird. Um, the, uh, but I could hear the car coming from the right because that's the one ear that would work. So yeah, they, they take a little getting used to, but I, I would recommend them. All right. Um, Another one that I would uh I'd like to switch over to the um to the iPad to talk about a couple things. And w- one of the things I got this year is the bridge keyboard for the big iPad. And this is a really nice keyboard that attaches to your iPad Pro like a um and it makes it feel like a MacBook. Honestly, it's got kind of better keys you know, more more mechanical keys. Um, and it sits in your lap better. If you want to work in your lap, you can adjust the tilt angle. If you want the weight balance is a little odd because it's pushed to the back, but you know, I've, I've been using this keyboard a lot and I really like it. And, um, and they're, they're putting a sale on till the end of the year. I just saw that they're going to do that. And they have now bridge keyboards for both iPad pros. They also got it for the new standard iPad as well. And if you're somebody who's trying to get more work done with an iPad or know somebody that's getting into the iPad, I think this would be an excellent upgrade gift.
0: They're great. A lot of people like the smart keyboard, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people need something more substantial, and this definitely meets that need for people. And in a level of, like, fit and finish that is far beyond other iPad keyboards I've tried, there's a lot of cheap plastic junk out there, and the bridge is, like, carved out of aluminum and has... Good keys and good battery life, and they—I should say—they have said that they are working on, working on one for the iPad that includes a trackpad using the assistive uh, technologies in iOS 13. Do you think it's worth waiting for that? I've used a mouse with my iPad. Some I think it's really weird, and I don't, I don't particularly find it useful personally. But do you think it's worth waiting for that, or like as a sidebar, like what's your thought on like mouse stuff in iOS 13, iPad OS 13? Well,
1: I do think that. When I I'd never think about it except when I use the bridge keyboard because it feels so much like a MacBook. <laughs> reach down and then I a... <laughs> catch myself reaching down for a trackpad. So I would be very curious to see how I would use that if I would, but because I mean it's certainly faster and I'm more trained, you know, to kind of do the laptop with the thumb thing on the keyboard rather than reach up and tap the screen. It also kind of changes the fundamental nature of what an iPad is. So. I'd I'd really have to try it, but, but that being said, I have no regrets about buying this first one and I'm very happy to be using it. And I I still will. I, I just have it for the big iPad. I don't have it for the smaller one with the smaller one. I use the smart keyboard, Mm -hmm. Um, but I I think it's a a really good gift for anybody that, that does a lot of work on the iPad.
0: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree and it it makes the iPad feel like a laptop in a way that is sort of hard to explain. But yeah. <laughs> like you put them together it's like, "Oh, this feels like a MacBook."
1: Yeah. I and like it, this. It adds a lot of weight. I mean, it there I mean there are downsides to it. Um mm-hmm. it it definitely gives it more bulk, but like Sometimes I, you know, will work remotely for the day, and and that's usually when I will have that keyboard with me because I just want to be able to crank on the thing, and you can hammer away at this. Like the the space bar on my smart cover keyboard for the big iPad isn't entirely re- reliable at this point, and I've I've typed on it a lot. I don't know, you know and but the, you know, just that that keyboard that they have in that cover, it, it's very portable, but I don't think it's designed to last forever. Whereas, you know, with the bridge keyboard, you know you're always good. Somewhat of a related pick, and I this is something that I picked on our iOS accessory show not long ago, but that I bought that iClever foldable keyboard that was like it was like very inexpensive, it was like thirty dollars. Um, I continue to use that all the time. And if you're thinking about keyboards, that's another good one for someone. Um, like as a stocking stuffer. If someone wants to get work done on their iPhone or an iPad mini, one of those little like clever keyboards are great and they fit in your pocket.
0: Uh, so I, I'm i also sort of in the, the Apple accessories land still. And I'm going to go with the Satechi Aluminum Type-C Clamp Hub Pro. It's a terrible name. But basically what this is, is a basically a little USB dock. So it uses USB-C, so it plugs into your iMac or iMac Pro with USB-C. And then it clamps at the bottom of the computer, like it hangs off the chin, and you get a SD, microSD, three USB-A, and a USB-C out uh, the front of the machine, which if you're like me and you use an SD card pretty often, we've all like dug around on the back of the computer, scratching it all up, trying to plug these things in. And this thing is great. I've had it on my iMac Pro for a long time. Come in silver and space gray, so they match both. Stetchy makes pretty nice stuff. They sell other docks and hubs and things. But this is just really nice because it just hangs on the iMac. I don't have it sitting anywhere. The cable is really short, so it just like basically just goes right around the back and plugs in, so there's not cable mess anywhere. Apple, look, Apple's not going to put a ports. You know, they're not going to put ports on the front of the iMac. No. But with this, it's the next best thing. And I've been really happy with mine. I use it all the time. My Logitech mouse dongle is always in it. And then I use the the SD card slot. And if I'm like moving stuff off of jump drives or external drives, I just plug them into the front as opposed to you trying to reach around and, and scratch up the back of my nice iMac Pro.
1: See, I, I think you were holding out on me. We did that show on our setups, and you didn't mention this thing. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Like, you told me that. I was like, surely we talked about it. But
0: so I don't, I don't know my apologies because it is definitely something that I, uh, I use and rely on all the
1: time. Yeah, so, so Mike got a new uh, iMac, and he was talking about it, so I ordered one, and I've had it now for a couple of weeks, and it's amazing. And so the way it clamps is it's got these little like posts that stick out of it, and it goes inside the the air vents, and then when you you twist a screw, they kind of expand, mm-hmm. so it clamps inside the vent. It does block some of the ventilation, um, which worried me. But then I said, well, if Steven's doing it, it must be okay."
0: I've run it for uh, however long I've had this computer, two years. Like, uh, I've not had any issues. Now, I do have mine in a little bit because, you know, the speakers are on the outside bottom edge. And if you put it in the wrong place, you'll block the speakers. And I was okay with apparently blocking the air intake, but not the the speakers. Anyways, I have not had any issues with that. My Mac Pro is silent 99% of the time. When it's loud, it's because I'm pushing it. Like, it, it, it seems to have no real effect at all.
1: Now, but the one thing you said that bothers me is you have a mouse dongle in it 100% of the time? Yes. That would make Be- me crazy.
0: Well, so I use an older Logitech mouse, and their dongles are kind of bad. And I was having a lot of mouse dropouts when it was around the back. Because I have basically every other port on the back of my computer taken. And there's there was, I did some readings, like maybe there's some interference or something. Anyways, I moved the dongle to the front, so it has, like, a line of sight to the mouse, and it has not dropped out uh, a single time. So I would I've buy been... a new
1: mouse before I would have that dongle sticking yeah, out the front s- of my...
0: Sometimes, then I look, this is weird and awkward, because you're the guy who taped a drive to the back of your computer, and I still feel a little sick about that when I think about
1: it. Okay, so let's be clear, but, because I've heard you talk about this on other podcasts. Mm-hmm. The drive is taped to the boom arm of my Mm. Mac. It is not taped to my Mac. you Mm. you made it sound very suspect in a recent podcast. I I didn't call you on it, but I will now. (laughs) You screwed a hard
0: drive into the back of your iMac Pro. Yeah. and, (laughs) And, you know, yeah, it's not great, but my mouse works. And I use an old logic mouse I don't make anymore. I actually have three of them. I have a couple on the shelf because it's like the only mouse I've used. that doesn't hurt my hand. And so it is what it is. Got to make sacrifices
1: sometimes. That's all. Oh, I just can't believe you've got the thing sticking out the front of your Mac. I know.
0: It's just like a little, little, little nubbin. That's all.
1: Well, either way, if you have an iMac... This is a great thing to put on your Christmas list or your holiday list or to, uh if you know somebody with an iMac, this is a good one. I, I'm mm-hmm. really happy with this thing because it's the same thing. And the other thing, I, I've had a little trouble lately with the SD card reader in my iMac. It, yeah. Occasionally I plug it in and it just doesn't pick up for whatever reason. Me too. And pulling it out and putting it back in will work sometimes. But this uh this thing is great because it works all the time. And it's going through that USB C port. And uh, I'm just, you know, it's funny how a little piece of technology can make you so happy, but this is one that did for me. Um, related to the iPad, the other thing I bought this year with the new edition of the iPad, um, uh, iOS, uh, you know, improvements is I bought a mouse for my iPad and I got the Logitech MX Anywhere. Um, I've always liked the Logitech mice the best. So anyway, I decided to get a mouse. I got the Logitech MX and I, I got this one because I like the Logitech mice. Uh, this one is Bluetooth. I don't need to hang a dongle off the front of my iMac to make it work. <laughs> it's got a couple little buttons, but it the size is small too. I mean, it's, it's going to be used with an iPad. I want to be able to put it in a bag and it's, it's worked great. Some of the screencasts I did on the most recent shortcuts field guide where I had kind of complicated ones, I would enable the mouse functionality through accessibility, and then it would just record into the video so you could see me exactly where I was clicking and pressing, which I thought was really useful. Although I will say that having bought it and set it up, I don't use it that often.
0: I like that it does
1: bake it into screen recordings, like you said,
0: because before it was kind of awkward to watch an ios screen recording it's like things are happening i don't know why yeah but i'm the same way i've, I've had i've tried a mouse with the ipad and no, don't get me wrong it's great there for there if, if you want it or need it but it just doesn't really jive with with me but i'm also not a big ipad worker like some people so maybe if i was i'd be more uh more into it but for me i'm just going to reach out and touch ios because that's how it's always been
1: but like when I'm working on like complicated Microsoft Word documents and I've got the Bridge keyboard set up and I've got the little Logic mouse to the side of me, it really feels like I'm using a MacBook. I mean, it just it's crazy how fast and useful it can be. So, if you do a lot of work on your your iPad, this is something you should at least try.
0: And it does look super small in these pictures, which is which is nice. To your point, if this is going to be with an iPad, it should be something that you can travel with easily.
1: Yeah, they make these mice now. They're massive with like 17 buttons on them and they like form fit to your old hand. It's probably really great, but uh I don't think it seems right for the iPad.
0: Yeah, I I agree. All right. So I'm gonna go with um this is sort of a, a combined pick. This is this pick is called Don't Let Your Loved Ones Lose Data. Okay. So this is uh a time machine drive. And and like I said I've said this multiple times. I don't care really about individual brands of hard drives like just pick the capacity and the price that works for you in the show notes I going to have a 4 terabyte Western Digital portable USB 3 drive I have a bunch of these running around yeah. but I'm not married to Western Digital all hard drives fail so just pick the one that, that works yeah. um but there's there's no excuse if especially if you have family members on the Mac uh there's no excuse for them Losing data with with Time Machine, you can buy them a drive. You can plug it in, show them how it works. It's it's so cheap four terabytes for a hundred dollars is bananas. I mean, it, it's so cheap to what compared to what it used to be. Along with this, I would say look at Backblaze, something you know that you could you know maybe a family member, parent, or sibling sign them up, have them pay the six dollars a month. If they can't or don't want to, you pay the six dollars a month and have them. Um, have them backing up. You know, you can actually add multiple computers to your account. And so you could add have, you know, your parents iMac added to your Backblaze account. And you can be making sure that it's being backed up that way as well. These tools are so easy. They're so commonplace now. There is just, uh, there's no excuse for not having things backed up. And if they're on a PC, there's lots of good options there too. Uh, Windows has some built in backup Tools, either third-party tools, and of course there is Backblaze also on Windows. So uh, anyone with a computer, this is something that is uh, is worthwhile, and it's one of those gifts that it's it's nerdy, right? It's real nerdy, but if they ever need it, you're going to have really saved the day.
1: Yeah, I you know I've done both of those gifts as holiday gifts. um, Where with Backblaze, you can buy a year; you can just pay for. The full year. So I've done that where I've paid for a year for people. And I've also given people backup drives uh, mm-hmm. for holiday gifts. And you know, you have to pick the person you're giving it to. Some people would not appreciate that gift, but a lot of people would. And one of the pr- people I gave a backup drive, I gave her a, uh, you know, just a drive to plug into her computer because, you know, the, the, the Mac OS backs up very easily. Now you can just turn it on and you're all good. And a couple of years later, you know, the, the usual story, the hard drive fails, and she got everything off the backup, and she was so happy with me. So I got thank yous twice. I got it at the holiday, and then two years later when it saved all our data. That's good. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, you know the right people. People who do serious work on their computer but aren't, you know, techy enough to do this stuff, solve the problem for them.
0: And if you're looking at somebody who just has an iPad, then you can do iCloud storage, uh, you know, TJ and some other people in the forums talking about, you can give somebody an iTunes gift card and you can actually use, I didn't know this. You actually use an iTunes gift card to pay for iCloud storage. I just yeah. had never put that together. Yeah. Uh, so you can do that. Or, you know, if it's somebody close, just, you know, add them to your iCloud family plan, if that works for you too, because then they can just share that storage and you don't have to link purchases or we are going to do an episode on iCloud family sharing. We've had a lot of requests for that, but you can set it up a bunch of different ways. But at the very least, you know, the ninety nine cents a month to get all your photos backed up, again, it's a no brainer. Uh if you've if you've, you know, got the dollar a month, it's it's a good way to spend it.
1: That recommendation always comes with the usual caveat. Please, Apple, make this so people don't have to pay for it. Yeah. But, yep. but since you have to pay for it, you should pay for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so this year I am um, did some more experimentation with video. I'm trying to, you know, up my game with the video stuff I put together. One of the field guides I'm going to put together for 2020 is going to have more FaceTime than usual. Mm-hmm. Uh so I spent uh some money and uh bought some camera gear that I would not recommend as gifts for other people, but there's two that I did get that I'm really excited about. I'm going to make, actually, I'm going to make this two different picks. So the, the first one is the DGI Osmo Pocket, which is, a, it's a great camera. You know, so DGI is famous for making the drones. And they, uh, they took all the fancy 4K drone camera gear and they put it on a little handle So it's not a drone. It's something you hold in your hand, but it has a a full, I think, I guess you'd say three way gimbal, or maybe it's two way, but I I don't, you know, I'm not up on this, but it's great. And it shoots really great 4k footage on a gimbal as you walk around with it. So I've, I've used it on rides at Disneyland and we use it like, and walking through the house, we went to my sister's house for the um, holiday and she had decorated everything. So I was walking through the house doing this great, like walkthrough shot with this gimbal, And, and I know that the iPhone has great stabilization on video, but this kind of brings it to another level. It's just really cool. And it's got a plug that plugs directly into your iPhone. It's got a, you know, a lightning plug. It's also got a, uh, I think, USB-C one. If you've got a, you know, a non-Apple device you're going to plug it into. And it's got a great app, so you can control it with the app, but you can also just hold it and use it. Um, if you're somebody who likes to take video of yourself, if you press the little button three times, the camera flips around and faces you. Hmm. And it's got a remarkably good face detection. So like some of the videos I've done on the YouTube for Max Barky, I just set this camera on the table and pointed at me and used the phone to say, hey, here's David's face. And as I walk around the room, the camera follows me around like a little cameraman. Um, it's just, it's, I find so many uses for this little camera and it fits in your pocket you know, as the name implies. So it's a great little camera. Uh, it's been out a little while now, so maybe they'll be having a new one You know, DGI seems to iterate pretty quickly, but um, I very happy with the purchase of this. And I would recommend it as a gift for camera nerds in your life. Or, or if you wanted to do something interesting, maybe you're going on a trip and you want to get some great footage. Uh, this is, it's not as good as like a, uh, you know, multi-thousand dollar SLR and a multi-thousand dollar, you know, big gimbal, but it fits in your pocket and it's for amateur work. It's great.
0: You know, DJI is, uh, kind of started life as like you said, drones and that sort of thing. But over the years, their camera stuff has gotten really good and they just decided just to make a camera. I love it. Yeah. No, it's really cool.
1: And it's like a camera that nobody's made before. You know, I mean, it's like there's never been a camera like that. It's you know, it's got a gimbal built into it.
0: Uh, I could stay with the camera theme uh, for a minute, and right. we've talked we've talked about this before as well. But uh, the Glyph is an excellent little tripod mount for uh, for a phone, and so you can drop your iPhone or other smartphone into it. It's adjustable, so if you you know buy a different size phone or have a case or don't have a case, you have uh, lots of flexibility they have some accessories for it including a nice wooden handle so you can kind of use it as as a stabilizer but uh part two in mind is like just go find a tripod is that is the size that you want there's some amazon basics tripods i have 3 of those that i use for various things at various times and you can get a tripod pretty cheap these days that, that's decent and the, you know, the iPhone 11, the night mode is really cool. It's better on a tripod. Tripod and this is great for family photos. You can set the timer or use your Apple Watch to fire the camera. It really opens up some uh, creativity that is trickier without this. So this is a fun way if someone who is kind of getting into iPhone photography. You know, the glyph and a tripod can really up their game.
1: No, I agree. It's It's like... That's the one thing you get if you want to just make your pictures better. And like mm-hmm. the, like, if you have the new iPhone with the nighttime photography, you can put it on a tripod that fits in your pocket. You're going to get some amazing shots.
0: Yeah. And again, check out the iOS accessories episode. I'll put a, there'll be a link to that in the notes if you missed it because uh, we, we had a whole camera section in there. But the iPhone is enough camera for most people and accessorizing it can really make, make things possible in, in new ways for people.
1: You want one more camera pick? Sure. Okay, here's something I am super excited about. I, You know, every year I try to make a free field guide. Mm -hmm. And uh, this year I'm making one on, I guess I'll announce it here. It's not done yet, but whatever. It's going to be on Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. You know, I'm going to make a field guide on going to visit Star Wars at Disneyland. And I wanted to get some some good footage. Uh, A friend of mine showed me a 360 camera which I always thought was a gimmick and dumb right and then I saw it and I'm like wait a second this is kind of cool and so I went to the wire cutter and they recommended the insta 360x camera I ordered one and I'm having so much fun with this camera Stephen it's a um so it's like a plastic body camera about this size maybe a little smaller than an iPhone with okay. two little with li- two little bumps on either side and it has a tripod mount in the bottom of it. And when you push the button, it starts shooting video in 360 degrees. And if you get one, they have a thing called the bullet time, uh, a selfie stick or whatever. I don't know. It's made by the same company, but it's a stick that you can attach it to. And for whatever reason, they've got an algorithm in there that digitally removes it. Once you Mm. put it on, So you're walking around with this thing, either just holding it in your hand. Like at Disneyland, you can't bring a selfie stick in. So I have to just use it holding it up, my hand holding like the the handle part of this bullet time thing. But if you can get a selfie stick in, you can stick it like seven, eight feet in the air and walk around with it. And it's like a little personal drone following you around. It looks so cool. Yeah, I'm looking at some of their example footage. and. This looks awesome. Yeah. And and you can then scan the footage. I'm hoping maybe it'll be in the show notes for this episode. I'm going to try and get it done. I, I, I did a nighttime walkthrough in Galaxy's Edge. Just I walked through the whole area with this thing held over my head and i believe i can put it on youtube or i'm not exactly sure if i have a, the ability to share it with the audience i'll have it posted by then where you can just scroll around me 360 degrees and look at whatever you want to look at as i'm walking around and and it was really fun shooting it uh i haven't figured out what i'm going to do for background music cuz i don't want to get yanked off youtube i may just leave the audio in and it was really funny cuz it just happened to be that while i was there stormtroopers were hassling people And then at the end of the video, I bumped into Chewbacca and he gave me a hug. So, you know, it was a pretty great video just in general, but, (laughs) but, but it's 360. So you can, um, you can scan around the whole area and like, you can also do with this thing. The way it works is you can output it as a standard video. You process it on the camera to pick the view that you want. So, Like you can be, you know, walking forward and you can have it facing forward, but then something cool happens behind you and you can have the camera turn around to show you what was going on behind you and then you can move it back to the front of you. And I mean, this is, once again, it's, it's definitely got some of that, you know, distortion on the edges that you get from, from camera shooting super wide. You know, it's not, you know, it's not like your Sony with a fancy lens on it, but it's pretty amazing. And this whole idea of this um, bullet time stick where you put it on it and it looks like it's just hovering in the air, it it just works way better than you think it would. And like if you're heading out to the holidays, this might be a fun camera just to have with you. Definitely if you're going out somewhere, you know, like you're going to the snow or something, like, like if you could hold this thing while you were like snowboarding or whatever, it would be awesome the video that you would get out of it. This
0: is like a really fun toy.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. I've only had it a couple weeks and Mm -hmm. I am already very happy with it. And I bought the more expensive one. This isn't cheap. I think it was like four or 500 bucks all in. Um, So this is probably the most expensive pick I have today. But I think I would get the good one, honestly, because it it really does an amazing job there. There's cheaper ones, but I I took the wire cutters advice on this one. This episode of Mac Power
0: Users is brought to you by the Omni Group, home of such apps as OmniFocus, the premier task management, project management app for Mac and iOS. When we look at our lives, we all have a lot to do, and OmniFocus gives you the tools to manage all of it. You can sort tasks into projects, organize them with tags, and build and view custom perspectives to drill into just what you want to see at any given moment. One of my favorite features in OmniFocus is review. You can sit down. I like doing it on the iPad version, but it's on the Mac and iPhone as well. And you can simply tap through your projects and see what's going on. If you're like me, sometimes you enter things into a project and kind of forget about them. And a review is a good time to really reevaluate and see if the tasks that you've entered are still relevant. You can set up custom review times, some projects you want to review every week, maybe others are fine to look at every month or every quarter, and OmniFocus gives you the power to set all of that up. If you upgrade to OmniFocus Pro on the Mac, you get things like AppleScript support, custom perspectives, the ability to customize the sidebar, and a whole lot more. OmniFocus for the Mac is the tool for those of us who have a lot to do and need a system we can rely on. Learn more by going to omnigroup.com and check it out. Our thanks to the Omnigroup for their support of Mac Power Users. One thing I think that is nice as nerdy gifts or just like little simple things, you know, we've talked about some bigger items, but there are some small things that can make life with technology better, and one of those things, for me at least, is a way to keep your products clean. You know, iPads and iPhones get smudgy, you know, you they get greasy keyboards get dirty. Your kid touches the screen of your iMac pro and you get upset hypothetically and having a way to clean all that stuff is, uh, can be nice and, but it can be a little intimidating, you know, make sure you don't want damage anything or, or have any issues. Um, I really like this cleaner called iClear. Uh, they actually sold it. They may still do. When I worked at the Apple store, they sold it in the Apple store. It's how I first came across it. And, it's safe to use on screens. It's safe to use on things that are glass covered. It's safe to use on, um, like, just like aluminum. And they have a couple of different versions of it. They have some that are like travel packs. I usually get like the spray bottle, and uh, it comes with a microfiber cloth. But I, a couple of years ago, bought a pack of <laughs> microfiber cloths on Amazon. Because a lot of the times these things are pretty cheap and after you use them a couple of times or you wash them, the sort of microfiberness sort of starts to break down where they're not as soft. And then I basically graduate them to like shop towels, right? Things we might use around the house to clean something up or in the garage or something like that. And uh, so I bought a pack of 24 of them. Like uh, Amazon tells me I bought them three years ago and I still have a bunch of them in the bag. And it's just nice to have if I need a clean microfiber cloth – uh, I have them handy. And again, I recycle them down and, you know, they slowly get destroyed by being household cleaning type things. But and
1: children. And children.
0: And children. <laughs> absolutely. And it's just a nice way to keep your stuff clean, you know, because, you know, you look at your iPad, it's like, holy smokes, there's an inch of grease and grime on this thing. And uh, it can be nice to uh, to make sure that's all neat and tidy. So,
1: the, uh, the another one I would recommend that is, um, that is inexpensive and a great gift this year is NFC stickers. I mean, we've oh, got yeah. all this cool automation stuff you can do with uh, shortcuts now. You know, put some NFC stickers in your favorite nerd stocking and let them do some cool automation with uh, shortcuts.
0: And there, we, we have some that we, I think we've both tried. I know I've tried. You can get these things online, they're cheap. This is a pack of, uh, I don't know how many is in here. A pack of 10 for $6. Like, yeah. You can stick them anywhere. I've got several around the office now. And it is uh, a fun way to start automating things. And I think a lot of people will probably start off the way I did, which is like basically automating uh, smart lights. But it it can be so much more than that with shortcuts. You can set and start all sorts of things. It is a really fun world to explore. Yeah. and And cheap. And, you know, so if you lose one or... One dies on you or you, you know, need to replace it, it's they're they're shockingly inexpensive.
1: Yeah, agreed. Uh another thing I, I would recommend that's cool this year in particular is the Elgato Stream Deck. Um I've I've got one here. I'm working on an update to the keyboard maestro field guide because keyboard maestro now works with the stream deck. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a little control panel and they've got them with as few as eight and as many as like 32 buttons on them. So you can go as crazy as you want with it. Um, but, and then you can, the way it works, you can program, it's got a, a, a LCD screen behind the buttons. So you can create your own custom images for the buttons. If you want, you can label them. And uh, the idea behind the original thing was if you're doing streaming, like if you're doing a lot of like YouTube streaming or Twitch streaming, you can push a button and make things happen. But once you add keyboard maestro functionality to it, you can make anything happen on your computer. Like I've got the top row of of my Elgato Scream Deck is all buttons that I use for different work modes. So if I sit down and I press the legal button, all my windows and everything sets up for doing legal work. If I press the podcast button, it sets up for podcasting. And it's a great way to kind of context switch as I'm working through the day. Um, And but there's just so much you can do with this. I've got buttons I can push to make certain kinds of music come out. I've got buttons that open up the air table for my most recent screen, uh, um, screencast slash field guide that I'm working on. So I can get working on that. And, and all of these things are things you could also do with keyboard shortcuts. And I mean, you don't have to have one of these to make all this stuff work. Obviously keyboard maestro with things like palettes can, can make a lot of this stuff happen right on your keyboard. But, um, I, and I wasn't sure if this was a gimmick or not until I got one, but uh, I don't like putting things on my desk, but I like this so much that it has stayed on my desk because it's just so nice being able to reach out and push a button. And um, uh, this is a cool thing. If you're into, you know, getting a lot of work done on your Mac.
0: Well, and being able to to use it with keyboard maestro is such a game changer. I'm sure. Cause yeah, before this was sort of geared towards people who were streaming or, If you're editing video and you could have macros and stuff tied to it, but Keyboard Maestro makes it a a
1: general-purpose device. It can do – I mean, because Keyboard Maestro can just about do anything on your Macs. Now you can do that with this Elgato Stream Deck.
0: I'm going to to recommend a braided lightning cable. We've all had (laughs) regular lightning cables slowly break down over time. They're split at the end, and you try to tape it together, and you don't need – You don't have to do any of that stuff. So uh, this is the Amazon Basics brand. Uh, I chose this because I've had a couple of these. We have one of these in each of our cars. For some reason, the Apple white ones uh, really seem to die quickly in cars. Maybe it's just in the South. Maybe it's UV light or something or heat. But uh, you put a white lining cable in a car in Tennessee and you get Eighteen months out of it, and it's yeah. going to die. Yeah. Uh, these are braided, so they 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 don't they flex really easily. They're not going to pull apart at the end. They seem to have stand up much better to UV light. Uh, I've got a couple of gray ones. They have a couple of different lengths and colors, but I've been really happy with them. And a nice side effect is if you travel with them, uh, because they're braided nylon, they don't kink over on each other and don't get tangled up because the nylon is sort of slippery to itself. Like right, so. If they get tangled, it's very easy to untangle. Uh, I've pretty much converted all most cables, most charging cables, where I can, to braided cables like this, and I've been really happy with it because they they seem to hold up way better.
1: Yeah, we have the exact same thing. All of the cables we put in the car because our our CarPlay, you have to be connected via cable to the yeah. device. And it's actually, the connection is in the little, um, the armrest, you know, that has a lid on it. So it's not even exposed to the sun. But for whatever reason, any cable that we put in there would die within three months. Hmm. And we've had some of those braided cables and they've lasted a long time. This is a great gift. A TJ had written in the forums, you know, about gifts for non-nerds, by nerds. And I think quality lightning cables tj had made the same recommendation is one of the best gifts you can give to a significant other that that isn't a nerd but is dealing with technology problems so you get them good cables suddenly a lot of their problems will go away just in
0: time for the iphone to move to USB C, right i don't <laughs> i don't kidding. think that's gonna happen i know. Real soon. i yeah. know yeah. i like
1: to bring it up so if it does happen i'll fill about <laughs> okay. it. All right. uh, another one this is an apple product but it's got cheaper recently and that's the HomePod. pod uh, yeah I, I feel like the HomePod got kind of a bum rap for because of its expense in comparison to other products on the market but i think it sounds significantly better um as an apple music subscriber i love the ability to use it and would they have multiplied in my house and now that they're cheaper you know this is great you know set up if you if you um you know, it's getting more reasonable to put one in your family room or two, you know, and, mm-hmm. and get some really good audio. And, and this we're, is it. We're another, up to three in oh, my yes. house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I gave one to my sister. Uh, I had a sister who had uh, a medical problem and was suddenly going to be home a lot. And that was my, you know, I, I know for making it out of the hospital gift, you know, I just mm-hmm. was so happy that she was doing better about her home pod. And she, uh, she uses it all the time. She told me she really loves that because she can be home and and just read, you know, call out any music she wants. That was new to her, you know, because she didn't yeah. try anything else before. But she's been all in with Apple for a long time, and and mm-hmm. I think that's a really gift, good gift for people to um to give, especially somebody who's already in on the iPhone and Apple Music. The ability to just call out and play any music they want to hear is is really nice.
0: I'll I'll say too with the HomePod, talk, going back and talking about. Uh, shopping like a nerd. The HomePod is on sale. I mean, Apple did lower the price, but the HomePod is on sale at Best Buy. I bought one of mine at Target. They go on sale all the time. Yeah. So, like, if, if you're looking at buying one, look at Best Buy. Best Buy always has Apple stuff on sale. Look at Target. Look at other retailers because uh, you may be able to get one for even less than than what Apple's dropped the price to. So. It just it happens all the time. And I think I've only paid full price from one. I think the first one I bought from Apple and the other two, one was Best Buy and one was Target, you know, for I don't know, $75 off or something. So if you don't if you start looking now for the holidays or just you want to get a second one for yourself because the stereo pairing is really good, very rarely do you actually have to pay full price. They
1: they are on sale just Yeah, I routinely see them for one ninety nine somewhere.
0: It is uh it is a product that I feel like has a little bit of a chip on its shoulder. I think I think primarily because of the price, and I think because Siri is not as flexible as some of the other platforms. But I gotta say, I feel like the HomePod has improved. I feel like Siri has improved on it. They added multiple timers, which was a huge deal for a lot of people. But um, it is it is a a, a a solid device. I've been I've been happy with mine, honestly.
1: Yeah. Well, my my wife and kids. Routinely use it. That's when I know that it's like, oh, it must be working now. Like my wife every day is checking the weather and doing different things with the HomePod, and and it's just a thing now. It's not like something you talk about. It's not a novelty. It's now an actual utility that we use in the house. So, right. I, I think it. I think they really have. I mean, it's not just speculation. They have improved it. So. I really, I really like it. I, if you haven't tried this on iOS 13,
0: if you're playing music or podcast or anything on your phone, go up and just hold your iPhone to the top of the HomePod and it hands off and it starts playing on the HomePod. So like if you're listening to a podcast in the car, come in the house and it, it can continue playing.
1: But then when it's time to leave, touch your phone again and the audio will return to
0: your phone. I'm using it all the time.
1: Nice stuff. And, and, you know, we should have those benefits because it's an Apple ecosystem, right? I mean that should be better than any other vendor. Stuff mm-hmm. like that, absolutely. All right, what else you got? Uh, I've got uh, one
0: last sort of nerdy one, and then I have some like life stuff. Sure. This is my, um, my favorite surge protector. That's a nerdy thing to have a favorite of, but it's my favorite. It's on it brand. Is, it's on brand. Yeah, it's a Belkin twelve outlet. As has an eight-foot cord. Uh, one of the things I like about it is that the cord is angled down. So if you need to put this behind a bookcase or something, it's flat or as flat as it can be with American-style plugs. And uh, it seems a like pretty good protection. It does not have any built-in USB ports, but I'm okay with that. Some of these have USB and other things. This is just sort of a run-of-the-mill deal. And it comes in the box with some tools for cable management. So you can run the cables out the end uh, nice and neat. You can run coax through it, all sorts of stuff. I have several of these around my office and uh, around the house, and I've really been impressed with them over the years.
1: Yeah, nice. Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to say about that. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's
0: it's nerdy, but really the fact that the plug is as flat as it can be lets you put it places where others of these don't fit very well, which is nice.
1: I have a couple small items that I've bought for people recently uh, or for myself that other people have have liked as well. One of them was, this is the year that I finally solved my wallet crisis. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I've just never been happy with my wallet. I mean, for a couple of years, I had like the single piece of leather folded in half and that was great. But, you know, I have a company card plus a personal card plus a driver's license plus an insurance card. All of a sudden, it was just like not enough. But I didn't want the George Costanza special, you know? Right. And there's a whole like rabbit hole. You can fall down in terms of wallets these days. There's all these different ones. They have ones that you need like a wrench to put together. And it's just, you know, there's a whole bunch of different things, but the one I, I finally settled on and I, I bought it for myself a few months ago. And every time I pull it out, people ask me about it. And I'm probably going to give giving one to a person in my life, but it's called the flip side wallet. And you know, the downside is it's plastic. It doesn't, compress like a leather wallet does but the upside is it's perfect once you open it up it's got like little flaps it almost feels like a star trek communicator when you open it up and it's got a way to put your bills in there it'll hold some cards but not a crazy number of cards but just enough for me and when you put it in your pocket it's solid i got the orange one so i won't leave it on like a restaurant table it'll, it'll stand out for me um and It's just, I don't know. It's like, I feel like, wow, this is something that's been bugging me for years. And this year I got it. Not too expensive. It's a great gift.
0: I have a a wallet to counter your wallet with. Okay. Because I I too feel like I've solved my wallet issue. All right. uh, With the NYX Minimalist Wallet from Tom Ben. Yeah. And it is, you know, it's their nylon material. Mine is like a light gray color. Same reason you have an orange one. A black wallet is a wallet you will lose. Yeah. just how it is. And uh, this – I can put several cards in it, and there's a place for money. I have the one – I have option number three. They have five different styles with, like, just different pockets and materials and stuff. Yeah. And what I like about it is the area of it when it folds over is really no bigger than a a card itself. And so I am a front pocket wallet kind of person. Yeah. And this means I I can put it in my front pocket very easily. I will have my – I reviewed this. Uh, the end of last year on 512, I'll have my link to the review in the show notes. And it's it's nice. And like yours, because it is small, it does limit what you can carry. And I find that to be a good thing for me because yeah. I'll just keep stuff and stuff in there.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, this is a very nice wallet. Tom Bin makes great stuff. So, yeah, I'm kind of wishing you hadn't shown this to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I wrote about it a year ago, so... You, you've, yeah. you've had time to read it and and forget that I I read it and now <laughs> you yeah. feel bad again. Yeah, so.
1: exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, another little uh, gizmo for nerds that I think is really useful um, is there's a, um, you know, everybody has these these clips, right? You know, the uh, what do you call it? The um, carabiner clips, yeah, right. And they and nerds use them for all sorts of stuff. Well, this year I found the clip to end all clips. It's called the hero clip. And I'll give you an Amazon link for it. But it's a clip with like a rote, a swiveling hook inside of it. And i it's very difficult to explain on a podcast, but you can put it in your bag. And this is also really great if you carry a purse. Um, you put it in your bag. It's not very big, but then you can hang it on a table and have a carabiner clip attached to it. It's once it expands. So whenever you go somewhere and you don't want to put your bag on the ground, you can just pull this out very quickly un unhook it and then hang it on a table. And it works perfect. And I have given away like four of these now, like I have it. I go out to lunch with a friend. They're like, where did you get that? And then I end up sending them one. So a uh, great stocking stuffer kind of gift. This looks really cool. Yeah. They have two sizes. Like I could see they I could see Stephen getting the big one. Cause you know, he's got all his gear he carries, but <laughs> you, you can get the big one or the small one. And, um, I have the small one. It's working great. If I were going to use it with a backpack, I'd probably use the big one. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, uh, it's a really great tool. I'm buying my
0: wife one of these right now.
1: Yeah. I, I saw an REI too after I bought it recently. I was an REI and they see that it was on the shelf there. So I think this product is starting to kind of get the reach that it deserves.
0: Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, if you, uh, I mean, a lot of their pictures are like camping and that sort of thing. This would be great if you spend time outdoors, it looks like.
1: But it's also good for the mall or Disneyland. I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> that's the outdoor for some people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> This episode of the Mac Power Users is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace and enter offer code MPU at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. For the longest time, setting up your own website was a complete pain in the neck. You either had to hire somebody or you had to spend a lot of time keeping up to date with plugins and all the other harrowing problems you can have from running your own website. Well, fortunately, that problem is solved with this sponsor, Squarespace. Squarespace helps you easily create a website for your next big idea. With Squarespace, you can set up a unique domain and use their award-winning templates to create a beautiful website. Whether it is an online store, a portfolio, a blog, anything you want to put on the internet, you can do through Squarespace's all-in-one platform. There's nothing to install, there's no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. I'm a nerd. I use Squarespace. I don't want to spend a bunch of time managing a website. I'll let Squarespace worry about all that stuff for me. Not only is this great for me, but it's great for non-nerds in my life. If I'm around somebody who wants help with a website and they know I'm a geek, I set them up with a Squarespace account. It takes me just a few minutes to get them started and they figure out the rest on their own. They've got great service and I don't have the headache. It's a win-win situation there, right? They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help, and they let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. Once you set up your Squarespace website, there's really no end to the things you can do with it. Max Barkey has grown so much since I started with Squarespace, and the website has always kept up with me, Anytime I had a question, I just sent an email to the Squarespace helpers, and they wrote me back and helped me sort things out. And best of all, Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com MPU. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code MPU to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain, and to show your support for the Mac power users. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash MPU and the code MPU to get 10% off your first purchase.
0: I got a couple more, but I see one on your list here I really want to talk about. Yeah. What is the Tiny Hawk Micro Drone?
1: Yeah, every year I like to pick a toy for the MPU gift guide and... Um, I, uh, I like drones. I think they're cool. I was always afraid of them. Um, I do have a DJI drone that I've had for a while now for family stuff, but it's, it's not the super fancy one. It's, it's the inexpensive one. And then I saw this article somewhere. Somebody was talking about these micro drones. And for me, this is, this goes back a long way. Um, if you are a child of the seventies, they used to have a little toy called, I think it was called the whirly bird or something. It was a helicopter that, um let me just hang in there with me for a minute. There, there was okay. a motor, there's like a base unit with a motor that held a bunch of D cell batteries. And then there was a stem on it that was like two feet long. And then there was a little plastic helicopter on the end of it. And then there was a cable running out of it where you could control the pitch and the velocity of the uh, of the throttles. And okay. it, it would just go in a circle, but it, it really, it, it was aerodynamic. The propeller worked. If you pulled the propeller off the toy, um, then it wouldn't work. You know, you needed the propeller running to make it fly. And somebody gave me one of these when I was a little kid and I would put my plastic army men and then there's a hook on the helicopter so I'd If you got the and, and so it would go in a perfect circle. So you had to know exactly where you could put stuff but I had my little plastic army men and toys and whatever. And the helicopter was endlessly circling around, dropping and picking something up and flying, you know, around. And so this was a toy of my childhood. Maybe one of the toys I played with the most of anything that was ever given to me. So, uh, I always liked the idea of a small helicopter idea. So, but in drones are cool, but drones, you got to have a license to fly them. You got to go to a certain area. Right. So, so I saw an article about these micro drones. And I thought, what you know, that sounds like fun, but I don't want to deal with this. It sounds too complicated for me. And I talked to a drone friend. You know, we all have the drone friend. And mm-hmm. he's the one who said, oh, get yourself a Tiny Hawk. And they have a kit. It's like 150 bucks on Amazon. It comes with the controller, the drone, even has those nerdy goggles you put on so you can see what the drone sees. It's got a little camera in it. And this is not quality stuff. This is kind of consumer level beginner stuff, but the drone stays stable and I can literally fly it around the house and just kind of relive that thing from my childhood, you know? And, um, (laughs) and every time I ship a field guide, I buy myself something dumb. And so when the shortcuts field guide published, I bought, this was my toy. You know, I've had so much fun with the stupid little drone. I mean, it's no bigger than the palm of your hand, but it's so, it's so fun. And I think this would be a great gift not only for a middle-aged nerd like me, but even for a kid or a retiree, anybody who's kind of kind of interested in this stuff. But, you know, it's a very expensive hobby. I mean, the people that really get into the drone stuff, they have these controllers, if you watch on YouTube, that look like you could pilot the space shuttle with it, you know. Uh, this is not that. You know, this is just a kind of a beginner level thing. There's three different settings for the drone. And the basic level makes it really hard to crash it or lose control. But if you if you crank up the settings, you can actually make it do little flips. And I would recommend doing that outside. (laughs) Uh, I won't explain why. (laughs) (laughs) But
0: even just like some broken light fixtures. Yeah,
1: and the first couple (laughs) times, definitely fly it outside because for some reason with me, every time I get nervous with it, I just hit the throttle and it flies into the ceiling. Yeah, And there's a couple of spots in our ceiling that if you look really closely, you'd say, huh, what happened here? <laughs> but the, uh, but I, this thing that's got like little rims around the propellers. So like when you bang in the walls, it's not going to break the propellers. I have um, flown this thing like a drunken sailor and it still works. So it's pretty, I'm not going to say indestructible, but it's, it's pretty resilient. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a great little, you know, if you know somebody in your life that would like something like this, this is a great way to get in. Cause you get one box. It has everything it needs in it. It has the batteries. It has the chargers, the controller, and everything is paired. You know, I get, apparently with some of these drones, you have to like figure out the radio signals between the controller and the drone. And if you don't right. have it right, you, know, you don't have to do any of that stuff. Literally you put this thing out of the box, you stick the batteries in and you start flying it. And uh, so it's a great little toy. And I, uh, not super inexpensive, but not, super expensive either. So that's my toy pick of 2019. The tiny hot. I like it. Yeah.
0: I don't have, I don't have a toy pick, but I, I have two uh, quick last ones. I- I'm thinking you should get this for your boys. That would be good. All right. I'm going to send my wife this link. Yeah. Cause I'm not, uh, I'm smart enough to know not to buy a drone for my children without asking permission first. So. Well, you it's know, I, I say that that into iMessage. I say that
1: you should buy it for your boys, but my niece loves it way more than my nephews. So let me respect that. You should. That would be kids. at my house too. Yeah. Our daughter would
0: be all about it. Yeah. Um, so my last two, they they sort of go hand in hand. They are what I call, um, I don't know, sort of like everyday, I don't know, everyday niceties. The first one is I, I joked earlier about the wire cutter having a water bottle article. Uh, they do. I own the water bottle they recommend, and I really like it. It's a metal water bottle. You don't have plastic. You can wash it and use it endlessly. It's insulated. It has a couple of different tops you can put on it. Um, it's called the Hydra Flask. I actually bought mine at Whole Foods. They sell them in grocery stores. Um, the trick with a, with a water bottle, here's the thing, is just like a wallet. Black a black water bottle is one that you're going to leave somewhere because you know you're just going to lose it. And so you got to pick a, a, a bright color. Mine is bright white, and you it is like a beacon on a hill when you pull that thing out of a bag. It is so brightly colored, and they have a lot of different colors. Um, so I like having a water bottle. I think most people do. I keep it here in the office. I take it with me when I go places. And uh, it is metal, so I, I did actually, you know, you can drop it and bend it up. Mine's got a pretty good scrape down the side of it, but it's not glass, so it won't shatter, and it's not plastic, so uh,
1: you can feel feel good about reusing it uh, over and over. And, you know, that's another really good gift because a lot of people need a water bottle every day and they just have the cheapest, you know, one they could get their hands on. Get them a Mm -hmm. nice one and they can enjoy it every day.
0: Yep. Uh, The last one comes from uh, our friend Marco Armit. And if you travel with medication, it can be a real hassle. And he found these little magnetic foldable Uh, pill cases. And they're tiny, like you fold them up, and it is the size, I mean, it fits in the palm of your hand. So you can put it in a backpack very easily. And you can dole out like just the medication you need. But it's not one of those silly things with like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like if you don't need that, this is really simple. And I travel with medication. So now I have like, sort of a week's set of medicine in one of these in my bag, basically, ready to go. So if I'm, you know, out to dinner somewhere I need to have it with me and it's easy to travel with. Again, this is, this is silly. Like it's a, it's a $9 thing on, it's $9 for two of them on Amazon. But if you travel a lot or, you know, you, you need medication with you, that's, that's just, that's a hassle that can be an everyday hassle and good gifts are those that people can use over and over. And, uh, I've given these to a couple people. So I bought one, I think my mom saw it. She's like, Oh, that's awesome. Like I uh, sent her one and, I don't know. It's a silly little thing, but if you find yourself in that situation, it can really make it more livable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Great. So, good idea.
0: That's uh that's my things. That's my uh that's my list. I mean, there is also the Mac Pro and Pro Display XDR on my list, but <laughs> is that a holiday gift you'd give somebody? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that if someone wants to get me one, I'll send you my address. <laughs> well, they have to be for sale first as well. That, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, we did have some some listener requests
1: that are uh, some, some good stuff, stuff we didn't talk about. You want to tell us about some of those? Yeah, I was looking through the list. Cameron had said, you know, give us some recommendations for HomeKit stuff. And we've done HomeKit shows in the past. I feel like this year I'm giving HomeKit a pass because I feel like they haven't really upped the game as much as I'd like. Uh, we got the announcement this year about the Apple system where they will save your home video for you on a secure yeah. saver server. And that just came out with the most recent version of iOS. Um, there, I've been in contact with Zach over at 9to5Mac. He's, he's working on testing a bunch of these cameras out. I am super into the idea of investing more in HomeKit and getting my home security system built into my HomeKit. Mm-hmm. But right now we're at this like, Tenuous phase where there's several cameras being announced, several arriving to market, but not all of them. And, you know, you've got these companies that are making cameras where they have their own business model where you pay them to say the video for you. And some companies that are saying, no, we're just going to just plug into the Apple system. And I'm not sure where it all shakes out yet. Uh, but in 2020, we are going to be talking more about HomeKit and HomeKit security as these products become available. So we're going to hold off on that for now. But I suspect next year I'll be spending some money and testing things out and reporting back to the audience.
0: There's a page on Apple's website where they list all like all known HomeKit accessories. And that every time I look at that page, I feel like it's longer than it used to be.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, we've made a lot of progress the last few years, but I feel like there's certain categories of things like the lighting thing, I feel like is kind of figured out now, but um, there's certain categories that still need additional work and and they're not there yet. But it seems like there's a bunch of stuff about to break. I think so. Uh, Bolin wrote in about uh, the anti-slip Apple TV remote. They're like, get everybody that has an Apple TV, one of these rubber remote covers that you can get off amazon they're super cheap we'll put some links in the show notes i would second the the uh, nomination the only thing i would add to it is i bought the one that has magnets it has two small magnets at the top and bottom of the device and the reason i got that is because you know we have a tv in the kitchen where we can just stick the remote to the refrigerator now and i the other one the big tv in the in the lounge area of the house Uh, The rim of the TV is magnetic, so we can stick the remote to the TV itself. And that has been a total game changer because we always were losing remotes. Now we don't. So I think it's another dollar or two to get the magnets, get the magnets.
0: That's cool. And that uh, remote is really expensive if you break it. (laughs) So having having some sort of case on it is... uh...
1: TJ nice. wrote in, you know, nerds to give for non-nerds, good lightning cables. We already talked mm-hmm. about that one, but he had some others. If you go into the forum, he had some other good ideas in there. Um, we got a, a couple of folks wrote in about the withing scale and, and health products. We've talked about that a lot this year already, but those are great gifts. Um, I don't know, buying somebody a scale though. That, that you gotta be careful with that. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> like,
0: uh, that could be ripe with, uh. Misadventure. I think you can but, get
1: it for like a gym rat. If you know somebody that's like super yeah, fit and they want to really, sure. really be on top of it, but
0: yeah. You gotta be or careful. or if, if someone's, you know, going to make a run at a new year's resolution or something. You can, it can be an encouraging gift, Yeah. but yeah, know the, you know, read the room is what we're saying. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> there is a certain, you can also, you know, step on a mine and blow your leg off with that one. If yeah. you're not careful. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. We did an episode early on in the year about uh, health accessories. Um, We've had I've had a couple emails of people wanting us to talk about the health app, yeah. but uh, I think we'll probably get back to that next year. But yeah, there's there's a whole world of of accessories out there, um, and you know there may be people looking to move away from Fitbit. You know, they got purchased by Google, and some people are uncomfortable with that. And you know, just like the HomePod, Apple watches are on sale often. You can do uh, Apple still sells the third generation, but you can find the fourth generation places still. That's also, I think, a, a good gift. And the Apple Watches are less expensive than ever. And I think that's um, that could be a, a nice thing, too, sort of in this vein of
1: uh, health sort of activity-related gifts. So there's a couple of recommendations regarding cooking. Dave said the meter, M-E-A-T-E-R, wireless thermometer, cooking thermometer was good. That used to be like a big deal, and I don't hear about that anymore. But, yeah, I mean, why not? They
0: had a Kickstarter – and then sort of launched from that. I, I've never tried really well, I tried like years ago, one of the first like sort of connected thermometer deals. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I could see it being useful, you know, if, if you're grilling or something and want to be inside. But um, it seemed to get a, a thumbs up from the forum.
1: Yeah, I didn't, because I, I recommended this a couple of years ago, but we bought the Anova. Um, what do you call the thing? You stick it and it heats the water. You cook uh, the, like a souvet? Souvet, yeah. We still use that multiple times a week. That is one of the best things we ever bought. And it connects to the phone, and I can go down. I can, you know, you put the pork chops in there with some rosemary and whatever. And then it cooks, it just cooks. And then you pull it out and grill it for your So, I, so I, I did this a few years ago. Man, that's still a great gift uh, for someone who likes to cook. But my favorite of all the recommendations was from Todd who did some research and I feel like it kind of follows a trend on Mac power users as recent. Uh, he did some research and found out that California has recently passed a law that allows you to cook and eat your own roadkill. Perfect. Um, you know, and because it seems like we've learned this year that even though, you know, you're the one from the South and I'm the one in fancy California, it just seems like the roles really are reversed in a lot of ways. Yeah. We had a death this year right out the window. Um, Death from above. <laughs> so I feel like if either one of us is going to cook roadkill, it would probably be me at this point. And, uh, and Todd found the Darth Vader Dutch oven, which is uh, just seems like totally on brand for me. Wow. Except I wouldn't own anything from the dark side. I, I chose my sure. side a long time of ago. Course. So it would have to be something other than Darth Vader. But I guess if I were going to cook roadkill, a Star Wars Dutch oven would make a lot of sense.
0: The question is, you know, if you are cooking roadkill, it seems like you'd be the type of person who would be inclined to be a Sith. That doesn't seem
1: like a very Jedi move, but I don't know. I guess making rattlesnake jerky or something. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love our forum so much. The <laughs> yeah, I know. Most wild things I mean, happen, happen in there. I know. It's great. Before we, we wrap up, uh, there is a, a universal nerd gift. Again, something we've spoken a lot about this year, but like, just buy go find a portable battery and like put that in everyone's everyone's stocking yeah you know there's lots of capacities lots of features find a good brand find a size that fits and uh that you cannot go wrong with at all
1: that's it's such a great gift and and that's another one because i give them away all the time to friends and i hear back years later how happy they are that I mean, that's the one thing that made a difference in their life because everybody's so tethered to their phones anymore. You give them the gift of life for their phone and uh, why not? Mm -hmm. Um, And then of course, not just buying stuff for yourself and other people, you know, it's the time of the year to make a donation. And, and I would have to say the MPU with, with Steven on the show now more than ever, we are fans of St. Jude donations.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, the community did such an amazing job in September. We raised $315,000 for the hospital. And, uh, but it's, it's, the needs are great. And so St. Jude is always on my list this time of year. Uh, but there's lots of organizations. Everyone's got local organizations as well. So that's a big thing for, for our family at the end of the year and the holidays to, to be thankful for what we have. Look, we're all... Uh, you know, extremely blessed in many different ways. And to be able to to give back to those around us, to those in need, uh there's nothing more human to do this time of year. And so, uh, it's something absolutely that that we pay attention to in the hackett household, but especially this time of year.
1: Something I've really tried to do the last few years is cut back the number of people that give me gifts. You know, I mean I'm lucky. I don't I, I don't like having a lot of stuff. And I don't want people to spend their money on things just for the sake of spending their money on me. You know, so something I've done with a lot of, uh, cause I have an extended family is I've just said, look, please just donate it to something that you're passionate about for me. And, um, and people like that. So St. Jude is a good one Well If you're listening to the show, I'm sure, you know, of a couple of good charities that could use some money this year and why not? All right. Uh, we do have a thread in the forums with uh, some gift ideas. We talked about some of them on the show. I'm sure that'll continue after the show publishes. So you can check that out. You can also check out the thread for this show. This is episode 510 of the old Mac power users, the 2019 holiday gift guide. Thank you to our sponsors, 1Password, Omni, and Squarespace. And we will see you next week.